We're always talking smack, smack, and telling lots and lots of stories. We hope you think we're funny and not really boring. It's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Live again on the Nathan and Gabe Show. Getting up and getting down with you. Episode 40. Crazy. 40 episodes. To do anything 40 times, especially 40 times in a half an hour to an hour each time. I mean, that's commitment, buddy. Yep. It's cool to be committed to something that has, I mean, there's no goals. We're just doing it for the love of the game. We've talked about it enough times, but still, it's at 40 episode. It's worth revisiting the fact that we're just doing it because we enjoy it. Yeah. And whatever happens to it happens and, and no we're, pressure. We're doing the damn thing. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to not have pressure. There's a lot of pressure just in everyday life, you know? Yeah. What what do you feel like is your biggest pressure in life? Ooh, that's tough. That's a hefty question coming in the beginning wow, without, yeah. without any warm up. Well, I didn't know we were getting so deep. Yeah. Funny, is it hot in here? <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. My biggest pressure in life. I mean generally just being a good person. Okay. Is that know? hard for you? There's a lot of pressure? No, I don't. I don't know. Maybe not. I. I don't. I feel like I live a. I. Li, I live a. Luckily, I live a pretty easy life. Pretty pressure free. Yeah. Life is good. You know, when I you really break a, it down. I have like you know, I have good relationships. That's important. You know, I have. Uh, I have, you know, decent enough job. Okay, security, job security. Yeah, it's good. You know, I, my, I, you know, my car is paid off. You know, all that shit. Yeah, like I don't yeah. have. I don't have too. You're good much. at jujitsu. Life is okay. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I mean, you know, the most pressure is. These gas prices. Yeah, gas prices are creeping up. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I filled my car uh, over this weekend, and it cost $52 to fill the tank. Isn't that gross? Yeah. Yeah. Hurt Down in heart. L.A., it was like six fifty uh, a gallon. That's terrible. Is, was, it, is that... Did you take Ubers and stuff everywhere? Yeah, but it okay. was it was gross because... I, when I, I was down in Venice and I had to get to the east side of L.A. and uh, peak rush hour, it was like $200 in Uber ride. Ah. Crazy. So I feel like they're, they've they jacked up the prices since I was down there last. Yeah. Every time you get in the Uber, it's at least 20 to $50. That's terrible. Yeah. And then you rent a car, it's like 200 you know, 200 300 or something like that. But then you got to pay to park. That's $20 minimum, you know, unless you put it on the side of the road, which case you better got insurance for your rental yeah, right. car. Don't leave anything in there. So now you're not at 200 anymore. You're at 400. You're at 400. Whatever, and then you, you yeah. also lost all of your shit that was in the car. So yeah. 400 plus your clothes for the week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a bummer. A Man. couple of people that happened to that's when we were down there. So we were down there for our 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, Eddie Bravo's big 5-2 birthday. Wow. And uh, it was a blackout, is what they called that. Yeah. And a lot of the 10th Planet black belts, most, I think, that owned the uh, 10th Planet schools, came down, and we all competed against each other and rolled and, and hung out and celebrated Eddie's birthday. It was a really fun time. Yeah, that's cool, man. But then at least, at least two people that I know of got their cars broken into that and sucks. all of their gear jacked. They were like... You know, running in to grab a bite to eat or something and come out and stuff's gone. That quick? Yeah. Man. Yeah. But that being said, downtown LA, uh, since the last three or three years ago, since I was there last, they've definitely moved all the homeless people somewhere. Um, it's still, there's still definitely hairy neighborhoods and streets that you go down that have a lot of tents and homeless people and stuff. But yeah. noticeable, uh, noticeably less amount of shit on the sidewalk from the last time I was there. Shit, like human shit? Yeah, oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. I think they moved them to Portland, Oregon. 
They, they're probably dead. Yeah, they bust them north. Yeah. Yeah. And which now they're making their way right outside our front door right now. They're like, um, they're like geese. <laughs> they have to migrate south back to California for the winter. Makes so sense. So they're they're getting hot and heavy up there in Portland right now. They're well, ready to. I mean, you could just stay. jump from from Democratic city to Democratic city based on the weather. Yeah. Because you know true. you got guaranteed, you know, uh, free needles, free food, right? Free blankets, uh, free everything, and so whatever it takes for you to perpetuate the lifestyle that you're living and the drug addiction that you have. Yeah. Yeah. What's the big one? Fentanyl. For drug addiction? Yeah, I mean heroin, right? Yeah, I but think isn't... fentanyl is like in everything now. Really? Which is crazy because I think a little bit goes such a long ways okay. that, yeah, there. but then, I, you know, I don't know. I'm not a drug guy, but I would imagine that that's, that's a key ingredient that they're worried about. I think if you look into like the customs and border patrol thing, I think that's one of the things. Meth, fentanyl. Yeah. Like those are the two big ones. It's wild, dude. Heroin. Yeah, isn't that that's a, they're all kind of cheap, right? Like cocaine's pretty high end. Nobody's nobody's homeless hooked on cocaine. Yeah, I think ho- cocaine is what gets you homeless, and uh, then once you're homeless, now you move it to crack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was what I wonder. It's funny how you talk about drugs a lot, but it's fine. Uh, I wonder <laughs> what the chemical compound of crack is versus cocaine. Right. I don't know. Is crack? Does crack have cocaine in it? I wonder. There's crack because I've heard I've heard of the term crack, crack cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. yeah, jinx. So is it like the poor man's cocaine? <laughs> yeah, buddy. I I have no idea. Wow. I don't know. I think that once you get crack cocaine, that's like the more addictive, more bad version of cocaine. Okay. So if you get cocaine, like that's like a a plant derivative, right? Like okay. cocoa leaf plus whatever else. Fair. Yeah. Some other shit. I'm yeah. guessing. And then. If it's just in that pure cocaine form, it's probably not that terrible. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just saying the closer to the natural side of things, probably the the better for you. Probably. Right? I guess. I guess. And then the more rat poison and other shit that you add to things, yeah. it probably starts to take it down into where the you're just a zombie. Yeah. But people that have been like chewing on cocoa leaves their whole lives... I'm sure there's some like old grandmas that live in some village somewhere and sure. she's been chewing cocoa since her whole life. Yeah. Her mom like pacified her with a little cocoa leaf as a baby yeah. because it's part of their natural, you know, staple of things. Sure. And so just like marijuana, there's so much you could do if you just grow a weed plant, CBD, and then you could make oils and you could whatever, you could eat the the seeds of it. They're edible seeds and they'll give yeah. you good proteins just like any other seeds will. Huh. You know, plus you can make clothes out of the hemp, you can smoke it, you can eat it, all this. So I'm guessing if you get to synthetic marijuana where they're adding other shit, mm-hmm. probably a little bit worse for you than, say, just grabbing a bud off of the plant and eating it. Sure. Right? Get, can you do that with regular weed? Does can that do eat, anything for you? Can you eat it? I know you can. Probably. Because it's not toxic, but I mean, your body it? has cannabinoid receptors in it. Like, yeah. there's a reason. Like, it's if you put cannabinoids and you connect them to the cannabinoid receptors, your body reaps those benefits. Yeah. But then, I, I just like any other plant, it's like I wonder if you grab a bud of weed and eat that, and you add like a or you you eat like a bud of a whatever a rosebud or something mm-hmm. like. It's kind of a different bud, though, right? Okay, one yeah. is like a flower. And the other, the other one like is fuzzy, whatever weed is. Yeah, like a nugget. It turns into a flower, though, right? 
Oh, you're right. It does. At the yeah. End. Yeah. And they call that sugar leaf. I think the stuff that you clip off that isn't that isn't the bud that you smoke. So yeah, I think you could probably eat that just like you could eat any other kale or something. That's wild. Maybe that taste. I would. I mean, to eat a weed salad. Like, could you eat weed salad? Yeah. Or just the leaves. I, that'd be wild if you ate just weed salad with the with the leaves. What kind of dressing would you use? Just CBD oil. CBD oil yeah. on top of the. Well, weed I guess leaves. that now CBD is supposed to like. Um, taper off the effects of thc so like if you're having like a really bad experience with thc okay. that's like a, a thing that you should do is is have cbd handy so you can take like a cbd drop and it kind of helps regulate what's going on interesting yeah okay that's because they have like cbd thc weed pens that you have both of the cbd and the it's thc in there. dominant one side or the other i it's think there's like, like a one-to-one -one. Really? Oh, there's a one-to-one -one for sure really Pretty sure Oh, so then you so you just smoke it and look cool? I don't know. That's I think, what I'll smoke, I just think so it, that I can look like I fit in. I think you get the benefits of the CBD and yeah. the, the THC. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you have, though, so so uh, that uh, they probably do have that, and I'm sure they have they that. They do. You said they have it, they so do. they have it. Yeah. But if you take something that's, like, super high in THC and it's very low CBD, okay. you can take more CBD to kind of match it and even it out. All right, sure. Because I've heard this because my relationship with thc is terrible okay so yeah. uh bender told me because he's you know he's good at all that he yeah. was like if you get a really bad thc experience just just dose yourself with some cbd to try to like regulate okay. what's going on all right so that's good nice. to know that yeah. might come in handy for our neg listeners dude i have uh, <laughs> i also heard that uh black pepper <laughs> well, the odds, i said black pepper and i sneezed wow. dude wow but anyhow yeah i heard that um Black pepper, if you sniff it or something or chew on it, it's supposed to help. Yeah, sniff it for sure. That'll take your mind away from the the highness of your <laughs> so THC you sneeze experience. And then your mind just echoes so you're, into you're, eternity. Yeah. <laughs> so the burning that goes directly into your brain yeah. lasts way longer than it otherwise normally <laughs> yeah, might. It's definitely chew it. It's not sniff it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yours was like chew peppercorns or something. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, dude. Not my not my cup of tea, unfortunately. Weed. Yeah, which is hard because. When you're down in LA, I was watching the, uh, you know, all the 10th planet stuff. Like, uh, you know, there's tons of people there and they're posting all sorts of videos and whatnot. And it's just, there's this haze. The haze wasn't just weed smoke. It was the fact that there was 150 guys in there rolling, yeah. sweating, and it was 85 degrees outside. Ugh. And there, there was one big fan that was blowing through there. Yeah. But you know, every time Eddie spoke, you didn't want to have the fan on because nobody could hear. Yeah. So we'd shut the fan off. And, it would just... and then, when, yeah, the heat would rise. And then you'd turn that fan back on, and now you just got hot, wet heat blowing around. Yeah. And uh, it's some of those guys like training in that. I've trained in in wrestling rooms and where it's just like a hundred degrees. And you go in there, the mats are soaked, you're you're so hot, you're you're breathing shallow chest breaths because it hurts to breathe in like a full hot breath. It's yeah. like being in a sauna. Yeah. But it's then you got the humidity of all of the that perspiration from hundreds of people. Hundreds, like a hundred. But still, still a and lot. Not a very big space yeah it was we were packed in there yeah um i made a joke and we have a guy uh amar uh uh he's uh 10th planet uh he's a 10th planet gym owner <laughs> and he's like a science guy and i was like man how much dna is in the air right now right like if you could just capture 
whoosh, one little test tube of air, yeah. how much different men's sweat is in there. Like it was, it was kind of gross, but uh, it's a good vibe, man. That's a fun. It's a fun feeling to feel like the knowledge and the energy in the room. And when you pack in that many like tenth planet people, yeah, we're a unique population mm-hmm. for sure. And we're all sort of alike, dude. Like a lot of these guys are people that are, would easily be on the Nathan and Gabe show, sure. You know, and so it's just it's a fun vibe to be part of, and to be able to get down and do that stuff. Like it's a good reminder of how unique and special the tenth planet community is, because it really is like a collective of savages that are kind of that are cool rebel-y weird type of guys yeah and you get all sorts i mean there's a whole spectrum of of guys that do 10th planet jiu-jitsu and girls of course yeah badass girls Mm -hmm. at that but um it's just a really fun thing so i'm happy to be part of it and it was just a is it reinvigorated my love for the 10th planet community not just the gym you know it's it's sometimes uh, the gym that we're part of like that's my show you know the the 10th planet newport is like my creation but for sure, it's just a tiny branch off of a much bigger and awesomer tree, and so it's nice to go back to the to the roots. You yeah, know? yeah. I was watching. Um, you can come back with me sometime. We'll have fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, I was watching. Um, that who's next? It's on Flow Grappling. It's like uh, this show that they put up. It's Tim Spriggs and Craig Jones. They're coaching a team against each other. Okay. Right. And so, uh, uh, Renee Souza, I think he trains out of uh, 10th Planet Bethlehem. He's a brown belt. Okay. He was on there, and he had an interesting comment, and he said that he doesn't go out to perform his jiu-jitsu. He goes out to perform John Jock and Eddie and uh, JM and Zach and Grace, like all the people that have like brought him up. Yeah. He's out there to show off their jiu-jitsu okay. through him. Wow. It's wild. Yeah. But at the ADCC uh, qualifiers day one, he hit like a buggy choke, Yeah. which is nice. And he has a shirt where he's getting the buggy choke on. It says flow with the go on it. And I was like, oh, man, I kind of want to get that shirt. <laughs> but it's black. And I have too many black shirts, dude. I have too many. It's hard sifting through. You are a guy that has a lot of clothes in your wardrobe. And yeah. I feel like I've seen you with at least 20 different rash guard sets. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's way more than I have, dude. Dude, you want one? No. No, I, I'm, I'm good. I got my I got mine on rotation, dude. Yeah. As long as I got f- at least five, I'm okay. You know. And now I have my own team rash guard. Yeah. I don't even want to wear any other ones. She's pulling right off the rack. <laughs> I, I have done that before. Yeah, where I've been yeah. like, shit, laundry day. It's all man. All right, yeah. here we go. Yeah. There goes one more XL down. Okay. Yeah. It happens, dude. Yeah, XL though, huh? I'm an XL these days, dude. Yeah. Filling and we out. got a we got a 10th Planet Rash Guard from Eddie Bravo for... Uh, I got my second degree as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was that was another cool part about being down there is getting recognized as being a member of this team for 16 years, man. Yeah. To do something for 16 years, like imagine if I would have studied to become a doctor like i could i could be like a a heart specialist i mean i'm not saying i could be because i don't know you know up there if i, I couldn't focus know. yeah yeah me, me it'd be heart dude. specialist is yeah. not my thing especially after dealing with cardiologists and knowing like well their job is behind the scenes it's not necessarily just patient interaction but yeah either way not a job for me i'm glad i've funneled myself into the career uh, that I'm that I have right now, but 16 years of doing something, being committed to something, uh, ups and downs, and and like there's so much that goes into 
doing anything for 16 years, it really is like a part of me. Yeah. And um, it's, it's so, yeah, I identify as a 10th planet second degree black belt now. That's awesome. Yeah. You My like... pronouns are <laughs> professor, sensei, oh. and master. Nice. Well, master, um, <laughs> that's the weirder one to pick. I could have picked sensei, but I picked master. <laughs> um, it's like raising a child inside of your own, like, inside of your own, like, mind. Because you think 16 years old, it's like you had to take baby steps and learn how to, like, crawl and walk and run. And, and then eventually, like, guide others to, like, learning how to do that, too. Yeah. So it's like this 16 years of a path. But I wanted to ask. And then when I started my gym, that was like me hitting puberty and going off into the world to start to to create my own. Puberty seems like a purple belt. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, puberty seems like... Okay. Like, I feel yeah. like right. like you've already kind of like... Uh, well, I guess, no. If, if we think about it on the time, like, yeah, on the timeline, I guess puberty would be like teaching... Well, I don't know. That's tough. You'd almost be like teaching other people because puberty happens when you're like, what? The timeline for years doesn't for work me, for me, like fourteen, thirteen. Really? Yeah. For me, I'm when did you get puberty? I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, but yeah, it's uh. One, I wanted to ask though, because when you get your second degree black belt, does it feel as cool as when you got your first, or when you got your black or brown, or so on and so forth, all the way back to getting your blue belt? Well, no, not at all. But each one means something different because each one it represents a different timeline of my jujitsu career you know all the you as you get ranked up for me at least it represented like my growth as a combat jujitsu athlete mm -hmm. and then and then coach and then gym owner like those kind of correlate with my belt rank so when i was a blue belt i was a young uh amateur amateur uh mma fighter yeah. And I didn't know anything about anything. I had a chip on my shoulder. I was spazzy. I was angry. And I was strong, dude. And I was, like, violent. Yeah. And so, like, just like a good blue belt, you know? Yeah. And then as I got my purple belt, I started to... Uh, I became a professional MMA fighter. And then I started to, like, really be aware of what it meant to be a fighter and an athlete. So I started to just change my life and refine things a little bit more. And then by brown belt... I was, man, I was shredded. I was, like, super athletic. I was good enough now to, like, be teaching other people. And then when it came, when I got my black belt, by then I'd already started my own little mini school inside of a karate school. Yeah. And, like, you know, and then first degree, I, I'd, I just started my business. Second degree now, coming out of COVID, like, as a gym owner in the last three years, man, I've gotten a really big taste of, like, the struggles of being a gym owner early on as a new gym owner. And I think that that's like hardened me, you know, as a gym owner now, yeah. like I'm pretty calm. And of course I, I could, I, I could grow always the whole time. Every belt you get is just another realization that I'm no different than I was the day before I got my belt. And it's not like the, the growth in jujitsu isn't like a step by step. It doesn't go up like that. It's like a, it's like a smooth, escalator yeah. ride you know and like it's hard to tell really where you're at so if i get my third degree black belt tomorrow um i'm not going to be any different in terms of my my skill set other than i've learned that i know i don't know a lot and i've got a lot to learn and that the the growth in jujitsu is a never-ending growth right and it's a constant continued education and the more you learn that 
the the more you can kind of like relax a little bit because there's no stress to like know everything. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. almost by the, when you get a black belt, like holy shit, man! Everybody expects you to know everything. But now I've got my second degree black belt, and I know that I don't know anything. And like I do know a lot, yeah, and I know sure. way more than like the average person. And I understand it like at fundamental levels, going up to where I could teach a jujitsu seminar for three hours any any time. Right. So I I feel like I have got a very good in depth understanding, but I still see shit all the time where I'm like, man, that's crazy. I've never done that. Yeah. You know? And, but it's cool now to know, like, there's no pressure for knowing everything. I don't have that pressure on myself. My pressure now comes from inside helping me help you be the best and constantly striving to bring value to my guys, even my guys that are getting good. Like, how can I constantly be challenging them and get them to challenge themselves so it's just a different struggle. The yeah. struggle isn't about me being the most badass like athlete. It's a different I've gone through different struggles and that's hardened me and then also given me more depth as a coach to be able to help people in a variety of ways because I've seen so much shit right. along the way that yeah. it's like, "Oh, I I've been there done that. This is how I've done things in my experience. This is how I would do things in your situation." Do with that what you will. Yeah. You know, so I think that having a, a well-rounded coach is going to make more well-rounded athletes yeah, versus sense. having a coach that, like, thinks he knows everything, you know? Right. Like, oh, I put out, like, a BJJ DVD or something, so now I expect everybody to, like, kiss my feet. As, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, bro, I, you know, I could put together 15 of those. I, I would... It doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're like a really, really good coach, you right. know, because you, you know, the right guy to produce your DVD. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, pointing I think, the, I'm not pointing the finger at anybody no, specifically. No, no. I'm just using that as a super generalized thing. You can try to always be making money in that way, in that, in the, in the martial arts world, that is a way to make money. There's, there's a ton of ways as a martial artist to succeed and have a career. Yeah. You know, people don't realize that. Um, if you don't make it as a fighter, you can try coaching. You can, tr- mm-hmm. you can go into athletic training. You can go into refereeing. You can go into videography. Like yeah. there's a, f- a lot of aspects to what we do. Sure. And so it, for anybody to like find a little niche that fits their experience, that's, but that being said, it's also hard to like, to go and be super successful in that world. Mm-hmm by finding your niche. One of those ways is by being able to make DVDs. Yeah. You know, I just haven't chosen that route. I've instead tried to create the environment that I've created in the gym. I want to say, and uh, I just had this realization while you're talking about it, why that might not be a challenge that you really care about. Like it might not really be on your radar. And I think the reason is this, because the school here is so new and because of the way that you started teaching, You've always had to break things down to the to the fundamental basic level. Mm-hmm. So you're you're always represented with like as if you had to do a DVD because you realize that like that the brand new white belt buys a DVD that loves jujitsu that wants to get good at leg locks. But you're always breaking down that at a fundamental level because we are not big enough at this point right now to where you have me teaching kids classes. Yeah. You're still teaching kids classes. Yeah. So you're always satiating that fundamental basic level of like i can i can get down to the lowest person mm-hmm. and i can and i can still provide value to the highest person yeah that's the struggle of a coach 
Yeah, but yeah. I feel like when there's, you know, if you're in a in, if you're in a room, you know, and you train in some big school in LA or whatever, you're not as personally connected with the very newest people because you don't even come in for fundamentals class, you know, like you, so. You, sure. You're like they're satiating that fundamental thing into like a DVD, where you're doing it to actual people who are then going to become the people that put out the DVD. Yeah, sure. You know? And you guys are my DVD, you know, like yeah. you, like I would love, you, you're teaching Fundamental Friday now. Yeah, I love it. And there's a reason for that. It's because one, uh, I, I get tired of teaching fundamentals all the time because yeah, sure. I feel like... 16 years, dude. Well, it's hard I mean, to always be, it's like teaching ABCs all the time, right. you know? Like yeah. sometimes I want to read bigger books than the ABCs. Sure. And after a while, like I've t I've taught you guys, you're so good at the ABCs now that okay, I want to start concentrating on the big words yeah. and let you young bucks teach the next generation of ABCs. Right. And that we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. Um and slowly but surely. That's a that's one of the things I've really enjoyed like in in I like in you talking about being a secondary black belt and like presenting your up and coming guys like myself with challenges. Because now I have a notebook at home that I've written down fundamental classes on. Sweet. Well, what what in doing that, like I'm racking my brain and I'm like, man, like, how can I make this position even better? How can I clean this up? And I'm thinking and I, I'm analyzing every step through the process because if I'm showing the class something and I go, um, uh, 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 that's not confident. Nobody wants to learn that shit. Sure. You know, like I yeah. need to be like, this is why this works. You have to fully understand it before you teach it. Absolutely. That's the worst, is people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about teaching something, and then they teach it wrong. Right. Or they teach it by missing one slight little detail yep. that actually would make that thing the even better. Right. Right? And, like, you know, yeah, and there's we could get into examples and stuff, but yeah. I think that at the end of the day, we're doing it right here. And that's what I've made sure. I'm not going to just throw teachers in. Like, I could easily have people that don't know anything teach kids but the parents are going to be like, and they're, the parents might not even know that what right. they're, they're, the kids are learning doesn't, isn't perfect. Yeah, they don't know. You know, don't isn't, know. isn't right. right. They yeah. might just, they might see it looks good from sitting in the chair over there. Sure. Dude, I want to make sure that not only do the kids understand what I'm teaching, the parents sitting in the seat can walk away feeling smarter. Yeah. Right. And like, I, that's, so to, to do it the right way takes time and I want to do it the right way. So I've taken more time and then coronavirus has added another layer of bullshit over that. Yeah. And dude, now they're going to start pushing monkey pox. Let's get censored for that word. Monkey pox. Have you heard that one yet? No, I, I heard about, I heard, bro, about you probably just, you probably like, just had monkey pox. Dude, actually. in like 2008, like Greg Giraldo, this comedian that had since passed, he, and especially was joking about monkey pox. Yeah. It's a thing now. It's a thing now, bro. It's a new fucking oh, thing that they're going to be pushing. God. I think Belgium is already in lockdown for monkey pox right now. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Dude. Glad I could be the one to drop that news on you. Oh, sure, dude. Tyranny's not over. It's not wow. over, man. They're just getting warmed up. Now, they've felt it out. They know where the where the resistances are, the little yep. pockets of resistance. They understand the avenues, who's going to jump in, dive in head first, who their biggest followers are, all that shit. You know, first you have to understand the playing field. Now they've got a good idea of that. So now they're going to launch some other bullshit. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually start dropping 
viruses on the world, that's going to get us fucking canceled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does monkeypox have any cool side effects that makes you strong like a monkey? No, that'd be sweet, hey? I'd, yeah. I'd like, do. you start the tail. Your tailbone just starts getting longer. That'd and be a str- bummer. Can you we all have tails? You're sleeping on your back would suck. You'd be like, this sucks. Your t- tail would go straight down and it would yeah. just curl up around your... Junk around junk. <laughs> you can you can get a tail job. Wow! And then, but then men are insecure because their tail isn't as big as other guys. <laughs> <laughs> Some guys just got the, like the little the little uh, bear yeah, tail. I, listen, it, my tail isn't very long, but it's thick. <laughs> yeah, dude, that'd be great. Oh boy. Yeah, man. I hope the monkeypox doesn't really actually become a thing. That'd be a bummer. Yeah, it would be a bummer. Yeah, well, I think that we. I think though that because this is such. This is I, I really have enjoyed this episode, as I hope that you all have. Yeah, we hope you love it. But I hope that just saying that little bit didn't get it flagged. It can't get it flagged. Don't flag us, dude. <sighs> we hey. might have to move to another platform that has more freedom. Yeah, we've uh, talked about this. We have. What is it, Rockfin or something like that? Yeah, it just, it's just it's one of those things that we're going to have to sit down together yeah. and figure it out. Because I don't want to make an account and be like, oh yeah, I'm uploading stuff, and then... Maybe we get a different idea as it goes. Like, sit down for like an hour or two. The pre-podcast will be, hey, we're live on, you know... Rockfin or, or whatever. Rumble? Yeah, maybe Rumble? that's the one. Is, is Rumble it? the one? Yeah, well, so our guy Eddie Bravo, he's got a new podcast called Look Into It. Well, that's fun. And you should look into that if you want more insight on who we're talking about. <clears throat> yeah. Coach's Coach. Coach's Coach, man. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think that, who knows, the Nathan and Gabe show is... Is just it's like the tenth planet warm ups and the fact that it's always ever changing. Yeah. And just gonna keep adapting with the times. And if that means we keep hitting censorship, uh obstruction, if they're trying to hold us back, we're not gonna let it. We're gonna just find another way. We're gonna be like water, yep. bro. Yeah. And we're gonna flow. We're not gonna crash. We're not gonna let YouTube we're, be the rock that crashes around, us. Dude? We're going around it. We're going around We're going over it. Over? Anyway, dude, dude, guess what? We might even go under it, dude. That's how hard we play, dude. We we don't fuck around on the Nathan and Gabe shop at that. And... Oh, I almost, I almost dropped our fan base name right there. But that's uh, <laughs> but that's uh, you not, Nathan and yeah. Gabe listeners. You know it. All right, everybody. Bye, right, friends. All right, episode forty. Goodbye. Bye.